Hello and welcome back to the Jag Bros. We're just days away from the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Buffalo Bills in London. Again, 9.30 a.m. kickoff for those of you on the East Coast. Shout out to my old roommate, Andrew Holzhauser, who will be there live in the stadium, as well as some of our other listenership who will be attending. But I'm JT Raymond, one of the Jag Bros, alongside my two younger brothers, Jack and Joey. Guys, can we go 2-0 and in London? I think we can. We seem to play the Bills really well, and we're about to have round two in the Josh Allen Bowl. I'm ready to see the real Josh Allen come forward and stand up and sack the imposter. This is the big test. The Bills have been hot. They are the hottest team in the NFL. They have been smoking their opponents, beating the Raiders 38-10, Commanders 37-3, and then whooping up on even the Dolphins, who were the hottest team, beating them 48-20. So this is a tall test for our Jaguars on Sunday. It absolutely is. And so in this podcast, we're going to first start talking about the Jaguars offense versus the Bills defense, and then we'll switch sides to talk a little bit more about the Jags defense versus the Bills offense. We'll give you some keys to the game as well as some predictions. We're also going to dive into some of the injuries too, because the injuries are starting to mount up a little bit at Jackson for Jacksonville. Nothing at critical positions, but just something to keep your eye on uh, when you're watching the game on Sunday. Definitely. And we'll go straight into our offense versus their defense. And their defense right now is playing fast, aggressive, and going after the ball. It's going to be a key thing for our offense to hold on and not turn over the ball. Trevor Lawrence needs to be smart and needs to be able to get the ball out quick because they are getting a lot of sacks. So our offensive line is going to have to bow up this week. Yeah, they are number one in sacks. The Buffalo Bills currently have 16 sacks tied for first. And here's the scary news. Right now, it's potentially too early to tell, but Von Miller said earlier this week that he feels confident that he's going to be ready to go. Now, Von Miller hasn't been the same guy he he has been, but he is a top 20 in the NFL history of sacks. So this guy is a sack machine. So Anton Harrison, Walker Little, Cam Robinson better be ready to go, ready to protect Trevor and to give him some time. He is coming off an ACL, so he may not quite be where he normally is, but even if he's on the field, he's going to be a problem, and we're going to need to scheme up for him if if he is playing. So, uh, Press Taylor, Doug Peterson, I hope that you have something planned. Yes, you, you, we, we held out hope that Chris Jones was going to come out rusty, and all he did was whip our offensive line with a 75% win rate, which is one of the highest ever for an NFL defensive lineman. So hopefully we'll be able to do a little bit better. That's true, but Chris Jones wasn't coming off an injury. That was just him holding out for money. So this it's a little bit different, but I totally understand where you come from, JT, that he could honestly come out and be what he normally is. We we just don't know. That is something that we'll have to look out for. But something that Trevor will need to look out for is their linebackers. Uh, Terrell Bernard is a former Baylor, and I've watched him play a lot. And something that we need to take advantage of on our offense is he's not a great run stopper as a linebacker, but he is a really good uh, against the pass. So we need to watch out for him in the pass range. Uh, so what we need to do to really beat this defense is run the ball. 
as we saw with uh, the Jets game, is Brees Hall and Dave, um, and Dalvin Cook were able to run the ball all over the Bills practically. And even though the Washington Commanders got whipped, they still actually had a lot of yards running, uh, even though there was only 10 touches because they got down so fast. Uh, it seems like when you're able to run the ball, uh, it's pretty easy against this Bills team. So it's important that we don't let them get out fast and that we establish this run offense. You're exactly right, Joey. The Bills right now are a top four team against the pass in almost all passing categories. They also lead the league with eight interceptions this year. So their secondary is certainly played above average. Now, there's a little bit of noise in that stats considering you took on a Zach Wilson for the majority part of the game against the Jets. You played the Commanders in a very windy game with Sam Howell playing probably his worst game as a NFL player. And then the Dolphins, you held to 20 points, but they're also coming off a 70 point explosion. You're bound to see some regression back to the mean for, for their, from their perspective. So they played extremely well in top five um, statistics from a run defense. Again, Joey, you nailed it. They're, they're 20th right now from a run defense perspective. Teams have had success running the ball against them. So, so we should have some success being able to run the ball against them. But the one thing to really watch out for, though, as well, is their third down defense. They're currently fifth in the league on conversions against on third down, an area where the Jaguars have really struggled. And so we're going to be playing a much better defense than what we we've seen in most of the games thus far. Definitely. And this is where I uh, mentioned in the last episode that the offense is going to need to have some dog in them because on that third down, we've seen the bills defense fly around. The reason why they're so good on third down is that they're aggressive and they bring that energy, and we need our offense to match that because if they don't, then they're going to get up on us quickly. We have to be able to match their energy. I want to zoom in here because this is a key stat as you're looking at the run defense. JT, you point out that they're 20th against the run, but if you actually zoom in at their yards per carry, they're actually the worst defense in the league against the run. They're giving up 6.3 yards per carry. The reason why they're not worse is because the Bills jump up on teams early, and so they force teams to pass. And that passing defense is nasty. That pass rush is incredible. And so when you get these third and longs, of course, they're going to be able to stop them because that you have no time to throw it. And when you throw it, you're going to make mistakes because this is a guy that Trevor's got to watch out for. And that's Micah Hyde. He's been with the Bills since 2017. He's a two-time second-year All-Pro. He's been with his team in many ways, kind of the heart and soul of that defense. And he is very good in coverage, already two picks. And so Trevor needs to know where he is on the field at all times. You're right, Jack, and this is going to be a very big statement game for ETN, and also, I think this is going to be a pretty big game for Tank Bigsby. I want to see uh, a little bit of them switching those backs up and throwing different looks against this defense, because as we talked about, their defense against the rush is not good, and so if you're able to mix up some speed versus some power and just make them all confused... I would love to see them kind of run a Thunder Lightning-esque, what we're hoping for with ETN and Tank Bigsby. 
Yes, I, I think this has to be an ETN game. The Je- the Bills are also the fourth worst at running back receptions and yards to the running back. So I think this is going to be a game for him. But the other thing I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb here, I think their pass defense is a little bit more gettable than some of the stats are showing right now. Again, if you actually look at the quarterbacks, of the teams that they played and some of the conditions that they played in, you're going to have a pretty fast track there in London. And I think Trevor and, and crew are going to have some success against this team. Devonte Adams had a nice game against them. So it's possible that you see Calvin Ridley have a bounce back week after, after a relatively disappointing week against the Falcons. And it is important to note that the bills do have some key injuries in the secondary. You saw it last week in their game against the dolphins it was really sad to see Tredavious white. He is a very strong defensive player in coverage for them. So hated to see it for him because it's a season-ending Achilles injury, and so hate that for him. He's been struggling with injuries, but he's very talented, so he will not see the field. So you may see some more opportunities in the passing game for sure. You're right there, Jack. And something that I think will also come into play is the Bills are coming out really hot. So this whole traveling over to London, uh, they're going to be a little... Uh, overconfident I believe and we've already been there we're acclimated I think this is a good chance to kind of catch them off guard and have them do a regression exactly you you but from a spot perspective it's interesting I think this is a good time to catch the bills they play three back to back to back almost perfect games so you'll see some regression there the other thing though is Jacksonville's playing in London for a second time in a row is there a downside to to staying in London for that long I don't know but I think the spot edge Jacksonville even though on paper certainly edge Buffalo Bills defense. And so as we look at now our defense against the Bills offense, and sometimes uh, the best defense is a good offense. So if we can run the ball and hold the ball as much as possible, another added advantage is that keeps this Bills explosive offense off the field because this Bills offense has been hot. And what's interesting is you look at the four games, and this has been true throughout the Bills, throughout Josh Allen's career. They are hot and they are cold. And currently, they're very hot, especially offensively. They're averaging 41 points in the last three games. And that all starts with Josh Allen's play. So what are you guys looking out for as the Jaguars defense line up against Josh Allen, the imposter Josh Allen? I'll tell you something. I believe the Bills are a bit of a fraud. They may look hot. They may have looked like they scored a lot of touchdowns, but they've also played some really bad defenses. The Raiders, terrible defense. The Dolphins, not a very good defense. Ramsey's still out. They gave up over 30 points to the Chargers. That's not a very good defense. And then the Washington Commanders, also not a great defense as well. I want to see the defense that came out against the Falcons play against the Bills and kind of smack them in the mouth a little bit. Show them that they're not that good, that Stefan Diggs isn't the next coming of Jerry Rice. I will say that while the commander's defense is pretty good, they had five turnovers in that game. So that's one of the main reasons why the Bills were able to score 37 points. So I agree with you, Joey. And Jack, I think you hit it right on the head is the fact that they they do appear hot and cold. The best defense they played by a mile was the Jets in week one, where the Jets obviously pulled off the upset, holding the Bills to 16 points. 
Um, the one thing that is concerning, though, is Stephon Diggs still had 10 receptions and 102 yards against a very, very good Jets secondary, oftentimes lining up against Sauce Gardner. So being able to slow him down, I think, is the key to what makes the Bills uh, offense work. You're right, JT. Uh, I don't think that maybe slowing him down completely, but getting Stefan Diggs frustrated. You saw when the Bills play badly is when Stefan Diggs is yelling at Josh Allen when they don't have that chemistry, when they're off on the same page and he's getting in fights and things like that. We need to get under Stefan Diggs' skin, make him make mistakes, don't let him get comfortable. Yeah, I'll be the first one to say that I thought Diggs was going to really struggle this year. I had him on a lot of fantasy teams last year, and he was incredible in the first half of the season, only to really struggle in the second half and almost produce nothing in the playoffs. And then, of course, you have all the offseason drama of does Diggs want to trade? Does he want out? But boy, has he quieted all those rumors. He's putting up 400, 399 yards, four touchdowns, so 100 yards, a touchdown a game. And so Campbell is going to need to lock him down. And what I want to see, and I trust Mike Caldwell to call another great game against the best offense other than the Chiefs that we played so far, and that is for Cisco to come down to uh, to double cover Diggs, to really throw him off, to frustrate him, to get him angry. Because the Bills, yes, they have weapons, but I would rather see a Gabe Davis, a rookie and Dalton Kincaid, some of these other guys, Dawson Knox, like none of these guys scare me. So make them make plays and lock up Stefan Diggs. So if you look at most of the stats, the Jaguars are average to slightly above average in just about every defensive category. The one where we actually excel at is actually QB pressures. We're third right now, primarily from Josh Allen and, and Walker with some well-timed corner or safety blitzes as well. And Josh Allen's had a history of playing really well against the Bills, Josh Allen, where he had, I think last game, he had a, a, a fumble recovery, an interception, a sack. He was all over the place when the Jaguars won in Jacksonville 9-6 to back in 2021. That's a great point, JT. And again, if there is a weakness to the Bills offense, it is the fact that it is hot and cold. And so you watch Josh Allen play he plays and takes a ton of risks. Uh, he's a guy that likes to run the ball as well. So that's something you got to watch out for. But with those risks also comes opportunities for our defense. And so you look at 2021, 2022, Josh Allen threw nearly 30 interceptions, 14 and 15 interceptions. And so if we are going to stop this defense, it's going to come from play such as Josh Allen. It doesn't have to be specifically him, but us getting turnovers, which I think we've done really well at. Again, three turnovers in the Falcons game. And so to stop this offense, you got to get them off the field by getting some key turnovers. Another person that we need to uh, talk about for our defense that's going to be a big game for him is Chad Muma. We mentioned him, how he had a good game against the Falcons, but this is a completely different team. The Falcons wanted to run the ball, and Chad Muma is a very good run-stopping linebacker. This is a pass offense, and Chad Muma is not the best at pass defense, so we're really going to need to see him step up and be able to cover that middle because they're going to have crossing routes. They're going to try to get behind him, maybe even try to expose him a little bit. So if he can play strong, I think that will really set the defense up as well. 
All right. So now time to, for some keys to the game. Defensively, we'll start with that first because we just finished talking about that. What would you like to see Jacksonville do defensively? And then we'll talk about offense. I need to see the defense for keys to victory takeaways. If we win the takeaway battle, I think we win. I also need to see Dara Williams really play well, cover Gabe Davis Why Campbell covers Stefan Diggs. If Williams can hold his own over there against Gabe Davis, then I think we have a really, really good shot of victory. I agree on the turnover battle. That would be one of my keys. If I was to add one on the defensive side of the ball, it's the guy we've been talking about a lot, and that is Stefan Diggs. So limiting him, seeing some double coverage on him where if we can keep him to under 60 yards, which hasn't been done yet this season, if we do that, I feel really good about what we see from our defense. Yeah, I'm actually going to double or triple down on the turnovers. The The way we were able to beat the Bills last time in 2001 in a very ugly 6-9 to nine game was because the Bills turned over the ball three times. Uh, Josh Allen, their Josh Allen specifically, was causing that both with a fumble as well as uh, two interceptions. So he's been injured or sorry, he's been turnover prone. That is where I think we need to take advantage of this team. Look, you can slow down Diggs and, and Cook beats here. You slow down both of them and Josh Allen beats you with his legs. So there's a lot of ways that they can win. And so I think we need to make sure we are keeping them off the field as much as possible. Absolutely. And that leads me into my offensive key, which is establishing the run game and winning the time of possession battle. And so I want us to see us control the clock. I want to see ETN have a big game. I love what you pointed out, Joey, about Tank Bigsby. I think we see more of him than we see at any point the rest of the year. I think we see Tank get some big plays in the red zone as well. Would love to see him get another touchdown on the season. And so if you're looking for a key stat, this is a big number, but I think it's got to be a big game to beat this Bills hot offense, hot defense. And that is that I think we need to run for over 175 yards. I'm going to agree with you there, Jack, and double down on establishing the run. The run's going to be the most important part, I think, to the offense and not only is it going to be the running backs, but I also want to see Trevor Lawrence take off again with some running, uh, show that he still has those long strides. Don't be afraid to leave the pocket and gain some yards running, Trevor. I love to see it against the Falcons, and let's see it again against the Bills. Yeah, being able to run the ball successfully, being able to possess the ball successfully. I'm going to attack that same thing, but just from a slightly different angle. I'm going to say third down conversion. We highlighted the fact that Bills are one of the best defenses on third down, and our team is not exactly very good. You are getting Cam Robinson back, which means you're shuffling up the offensive line. And if you look at the team we played a couple of weeks ago in the Texans, as soon as they shuffled up their offensive line, it was night and day better. In fact, they haven't allowed a sack since shuffling up the offensive line, zero against us, and then zero against Pittsburgh, who's got a very good pass rush. So something that would love to see us be able to do is 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 make some changes there and, and see some uh, improvement. Because I think one of the stats that's crazy to me is Jackson's one of the bottom four in 
the third down conversion, but one of the shortest distances to go on third down, which means we're getting stuffed a lot of times in third and short situations. So if we can continue to move the sticks, continue to have success holding the ball on the ground or through the air, I think that is going to be a key. My second key is I think Calvin Ridley is going to have a really good game that, that maybe that's just hope at this point, but I think he's going to have one of those games where most people didn't necessarily see that coming. Yeah, and I have a second key as well. It's not for the offense or defense, but for the team overall is don't shoot yourself in the foot. We almost had two times against the Falcons where we almost did that, but luckily we were able to dive on those fumbles, Cisco's fumble and also Evan Ingram's fumble, but we had luck and the ball bounced our way and we got on top of it. If we can keep uh, from shooting ourselves in the foot, and not giving the Bills easy turnovers or anything like that, then that is another key to victory. I do think one more important note for the Jaguars and for us being able to bring home the win is going to be coaching, and it's specifically going to be getting this team ready for a big game. This is a giant test game. This is something I noticed before the Chiefs game is I felt like the Jaguars overall, the energy was like, hey, this is just another game. And the message that I would give to the Jaguars right now is, hey, it's okay to believe that this is a big game. You are going against the hottest team in the NFL. This is a game that you can prove to the league, hey, that we're legit. And, hey, prove to yourself that we're good, that we can go beat the best of the best in the AFC, that we are a contender. This is the game where you have to hype yourself up and get ready to play. You can't act like, oh, this is just another Sunday game. You are going up against the Buffalo Bills, and it's time to bring it. You're right. If the Jags want to be able to be talked about by the national news again, this is a game they have to win. This is a game that will prove to people that uh, those other kind of losses were fluky. We weren't quite ready. If we go out and win now, this proves that we are on the rebound. We are who we thought we were. And we will have a great season. All right. Well, with that, you are going to get your scoring predictions from the Jaguars just as a way of keeping track. In the last game, Joey, you had the Jaguars beating the Falcons 27-21. I had the Jaguars taking down the Falcons 21-17. And JT, you actually picked the Falcons winning 22-19. And so maybe we want JT picking uh, the Bills here because as Joey pointed out earlier, he's 1-3. Go back and listen to JT's rant on the Texans game because just a little podcast Easter egg at the very end where we always say Duval, JT actually says Buval, and you can definitely hear it. And so this is a big game for the Jaguars. So JT, I'll let you get us started first. What's your prediction for this game? You know, I've said I picked with my heart last week and I was very frustrated with the team after the performance of the Texans, but I will continue to pick with pick with my heart. And the problem is right now is my heart's torn. I had the frustration week of the Texans, but I'm starting to see glimmers of hope with how we played against the Falcons. And this game is so weird. The 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 Bills are at times a very hot and cold team and the Jaguars have been one of the definitions of inconsistency. In fact, one of the last times we played the bills, we only won six to nine. So this could be a really low scoring game or this could be the high scoring game. I think this is a 27 to 24 game. And I think the Jaguars finally have one of their best offensive performances of the year. And we see the Jaguars supplanting 
the Buffalo Bills and starting to have some uh, national media hype again after back-to-back wins in London? I think that this is going to be a, another defensive battle. It's going to be 17-21 to 21 with a Jags victory, a last-minute drive by Trevor Lawrence into the end zone, Calvin Ridley walk-off touchdown in the last seconds, and we walk out of London 2-0 over the, across the pond. You guys are not giving the Buffalo Bills enough credit. This team is hot. This team is unstoppable. Nobody can stop the Buffalo Bills except for maybe a little bit of jet lag and a whole lot of luck. And so sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. I think the first half, we catch the Bills by surprise. We have the rhythm. We have the momentum of staying in London. We take an early lead. The Bills come roaring back. And in true Bills fashion, it's history repeats themselves. They choke away the game. And the Jaguars take home the victory 31-24. to Three Jag victories right here. Let's hopefully we are right in these predictions because that would be awesome to find a way to beat Buffalo. Woo, let's go Jaguars. Awesome. Well, th- we're really excited for this game. One last order of business to do before we wrap things up. It's to, to briefly talk about injuries. I teased it at the top. There are a few more injuries, none to two critical of players. Um, one guy who will be out is Devin Lloyd, who did not travel to London. I believe uh, he had a thumb surgery, did not play last week, which is why we saw Muma play a lot more. The other two people that we could get back this week based off of their injuries is Zay Jones and Jamal Agnew. Jamal Agnew, obviously a huge player on special teams. and It'll be really nice to have Zay Jones back for our receiving core to go into Buffalo. I think both will end up playing. We also get Cam Robinson back off of that suspension. So we'll see if he gets thrown right back into the lineup or if they're going to wean him back in. But uh, we'll have to see what uh, the coaches have planned for him as well. Absolutely. And so big game this Sunday as JT and Joe were pointing out injury updates. That reminds me just to say, make sure you follow us on social media. We'll give some more live updates of injuries, player news, uh, stuff of that nature and something we love to do is to open it up to you guys of what is your prediction for the Jags games there's always a lot of fun predictions there so follow us on Twitter follow us on Instagram and uh, we have the links to all those in the description but again make sure you're tuning in cheering on the Jaguars so the game will be at 8 30 a.m central 9 30 a.m eastern so make sure you're up early cheering on our Jacksonville Jaguars and the Bills are currently five and a half point favorites. But as you already are on the Jag Bros, all three of us are predicting a Jaguars victory. So let's do it here in London. Let's go 2-0. Jag Bros, let's hear you. Do- 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 Do-